on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. It's just me this week. Um, So apologies for that, but it is, I'm much like my favourite Star Wars character. I am Solo. Uh... Matt is working. Um, Matt is a key worker, and that's important, people. We need to remember that. Unlike me, he he actually, you know, goes to work and benefits people. I'm just horrible and behind the scenes like Scrooge. There you go, that's very seasonal. But uh, welcome to a new episode of the podcast. Um, It is just me, so it will be a shorter episode, because there's no conversation. It's difficult. I could talk to you. How are you all? That bad? (laughs) Wow, wish I hadn't asked. Do you ever do that? Do you ever like say, hey, how you doing to someone you've not seen in a while? And they actually do that very un-British thing of just answering you honestly. I mean, what the hell is that? You say like, hey, how you doing? The response is, I'm good, you? You say, yeah, nice seeing you. And you walk off. What kind of psychopath says, well, actually, you know, recently I've had these problems. No, 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 no. It's a pleasantry. How you doing? Good. You? Fine. Laters, mate. Nice to see you. That's beautiful. Anything else? Total sociopaths get into that. But anyway, enough of my madness. One of the big concerns whenever I do one of these solo shows is that I will quite literally end up having a conversation with myself. No, I won't. Yeah, I will. And I will go mad. And it's possible. I'm in a small room by myself. Okay, that went dark quickly. I'm in a very well-lit small room by myself, and I am quite literally talking to a microphone with a PC running in the background. So yeah, it's it's an odd thing, not having someone to talk to. But we had to put a show out, um, not only to really stand by our commitment that Stefan Stefan will never, ever grace this show again. Well, I'm like stealing son of a... But also, just because... We're top of the league. How could we not? Um, for anyone who didn't realise that, wow. <laughs> but but for everyone else listening, I mean, that's kind of a strange feeling. And not like one of those, yay, we've gone top. And now it's gone because it literally we were top because we had the first kickoff. This is a top of the league and it lasted a week. Or still lasting. As I say this, we are top of the league. And so, it's a very, very strange thing. Um, I think I read somewhere that it's the first time we've been top of the league like this, after this many games into the season, since the 80s. I think it was 84. And I was born in 83. So, (laughs) just to give that as a little bit of context of my experience as a fan... The last time we were top of the league, this late into a season, I know it's only nine games, but this again sums it up for us, was was then. Um, So that's crazy, but fun, and I've enjoyed it this week. I've smiled sweetly at one of my older brothers who supports Liverpool. Of course, I did that via Skype, because, you know, I can't actually see anyone at the moment. 
Oh, bless your coronavirus. Um, so, yeah, it's been fun. It has been fun. Um, whether it remains fun, of course, will greatly be this, this weekend. Because we play Chelsea. Um, I don't know about anybody else. But, um, I mean, Arsenal uh, locality, the fact they moved in on our turf makes them our local rivals. The fact we had to put up with so many years of them looking great and winning the league. And us, you know cheering on Musa Saeed whoever the hell that was um, it, it does it does give us a little bit of pleasure the fact that when I looked at the table and we were top I actually couldn't find Arsenal and the reason I couldn't find them is because I was only looking at the top half of the table <laughs> but anyway so so that's fun in itself but there's something about the Chelsea fixture um, Mauricio Pochettino as uh, Tottenham, the Battle of the Bridge. There, there was something in that game that night. It was, it felt like um, years and years of just being bullied by them, all came out in ninety minutes. Um, now forget the context, forget everything else that was going on around it. It just felt like a kind of, as a team, we went no more, no more. And ever since then, although we've lost to them, and you know, and sometimes we lost quite impressively to them. We've. I, I don't feel like it's a fixture anymore. I go into knowing we're going to lose. Uh, up until the Battle of the Bridge, I went into every fixture with them, even though we'd won a couple. You know, I think Harry Redknapp's side finally broke the hoodoo, but it, it never felt like, yeah, here we go, we got this, guys. Um, so I go into a fixture with them quite positive. I also have that. I don't think Jose likes that Frank Lampard beat him last season. Um, you know, you can. You can just see it with Jose. He loves Frank. You know, yeah, great kid. Played for me. Wonderful professional. You know, great guy. I I just can't picture in my mind Jose ever sitting well with him. That people did the whole, oh, the apprentice beat the master. It just... I get the impression with him, stuff like that would eat at him. Um, So, I'm I'm quite looking forward to it in a dark way. (laughs) It's in... Uh, we're top of the league. And of course, if we beat Chelsea, which is just, you know, great if we manage to do it, we stay top of the league. <laughs> well, and of course, unless Liverpool go out and absolutely smash whoever they're playing, like 7-8-0, which doesn't seem likely. But I'll tell you what, looking at the, the goal difference stats, us and Chelsea have basically got the best goal difference in the league. I think we're level. I think we're both plus 12 or something like that. So it's going to be interesting. And I do look at the Chelsea team and think, as an attacking unit, that that is terrifying. You know, you look at the players they've got now, that is one hell of a team. But I do think if you can deprive them of that, you can starve them of that, which we've got the players to do, then then you can get to them. You know, Sonny, Kane, definitely in the form of their lives, will give them problems. So... It's going to be a great game anyway. And I think as a neutral, that's certainly a game you'd pick out this weekend and go, yeah, that's the one I want to watch. Um, and it's kind of great that we're back in that. Um, the the Mauricio team towards the end, it had kind of fallen into this, oh, who are we playing this week? Oh, no, this is going to be tough. And Jose in lock, you know, when Jose took over going into the start of this season, really, I mean, the Everton game was awful. You know, I, I don't think any of us can can hold our hands on our hearts and say after watching that game we went you know what eight games time top of the league definitely definitely none of us could have done that and anyone who did i would have called delusional and stand by that because that that was awful (laughs) so 
it's a strange thing, football. It's a funny old game. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, obviously another reason why we definitely wanted to put a show out, is we wanted to, or at least I, I wanted to make sure I mentioned the passing of Diego Maradona. Um, you can have a debate about who's the greatest footballer of all time. Um, people can point to Pele, etc. And Maradona's definitely in there. So I never like to pick one and say that, that that one right there, that's without a doubt the greatest. But if you're going to have a debate about it, you know, if you're going to do a Mount Rushmore of football players, uh, he's he's in there. He he's one of. Um, again, in this country, it's a difficult thing. Um, you know, the UK and Argentina aren't exactly simpatico all of the time, especially in the eighties. Uh, the hand of God incident. I don't think contributed to that situation. It certainly didn't help Anglo-Argentinian relations. Um, but I think of all of us, reality is, if all of us try and take a step back, the, the guy did cheat and he did knock us out of the World Cup. But then we also let him run through us from the halfway line. And I say let. I mean, the guy was just a gifted genius of a football player who took a very average Argentina team and literally won it for them. He was phenomenal. So um, I, I don't think you can have a football podcast at the moment without mentioning him. Um, and if you're fairly young and you never actually got to watch him play, um, one of the things I want you to keep in mind is when if you watch any clips of him at the moment and you think, well, you know, I see players do stuff like that. Back then, players didn't have the protection they get now. And I know this sounds a little bit like, oh, back in my day, but no, seriously. Defenders and midfielders, anyone who had the skills at Maradona, that would literally, guys would go out to try and break their legs every game. And referees would just be like, ah, that was a bit of a rough one. Uh, Maybe a yellow? No, okay, it's your first warning. I mean, his bone's only partially out of his leg, not fully out. So yeah, just be more careful next time you... Uh, so yeah, you do you do have to keep that in the context in your mind when you take a look at it, because it, it it's in, it's insane. And if you try and take those players like a Pele, Maradona, and if you were to take them with their skill set that they had during that era and put them in today's game, they would be you know streets above. They would be without a shadow of a doubt, you know, standing on the shoulders. Uh, Messi, Ronaldo, people like that. they really would be up there. So. I want everyone to sort of, you get a minute, take a look. Absolute phenomenal player. Uh, but one of the main reasons, obviously, one of the main things we do on the show is we take questions, etc., from our audience, from our Facebook page and our Instagram page. And so this week is going to be no different, and that is going to be the main part of the show. Uh, so, without any further ado, let's head across to those questions now. Now it's time for your comments. We are starting with Instagram, Instagram run by the lovely Laura, and she forwarded me a message we had on there from Connor Callan. Uh, Connor asks, a uh, question for the next podcast, um, it's a top four finish, a disappointment now, we could win the league this season. Um, I don't think you can ever sniff at the top four finish in England, I, I think um, a lot of people uh, would say, oh, you know, Top four is not a trophy, and yeah, they're, they're absolutely right with that. But England, out of all of the top European leagues for the Champions League, for example, 
it is the hardest to nail down who will be there, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, in Spain, for example, Real Madrid and Barcelona are definitely going to be in the Champions League every season. If they're not, I mean, something horrific must have happened. Italy, you know Juventus are going to be there every season. You've kind of got people nailed on. In the Premier League, it is not unheard of, for example, for a team to win the league one season and then not be in the top four the next. I I know you look back through the history and that doesn't happen often, but it's not unthought of. It could happen. Uh, Liverpool were dominant last season. We were by far the best side, and they've had two horrific injuries this season. If at Christmas, January, they're unable to add in the central defence department, which obviously they're going to plan to do, then after Christmas, with the schedule of Christmas, etc., and they lose a few games, all of a sudden they could drop out of the top four, which is just unthinkable. So I don't think it's ever to be sniffed at. I think if you're top of the league going into the... You know, if you're top of the league going past Christmas and you're top of the league going into those fixtures and then you finish fourth, I think you've got every right to feel <laughs> gutted. Um, but when the dust settles, you'll still be very happy with a Champions League qualification. Um, it's it's more than, you know, more than makes up for it. Uh, right now, I mean, I, my focus is still... If we get top four this season, it's a good season. From a league point of view, I, you know, I definitely want to see us go for it in the cup competitions. And I think we've got some great opportunities there. But from a league point of view, definitely. And I think the best way of securing that is to be aiming for the title. I've always thought that. If you battle for first, you're going to be in the top four. So, so yeah, so that's my point of view. Uh, the next question I have here is from Dathan Snow. D-A-T-H-A-N, so Dathan Snow. Dathan Snow? Hey, buddy. (laughs) Sorry. Do you think Bale will get into the team even when he's fully fit? Wow, that's a tough one. Um, Basically, replacing the will we ever re-sign Gareth Bale question with now the weekly can Bale actually get into our first team. The reality is yes. Um, I think when you look at his competition... Uh, Sonny and Kane are nailed on. So he's up against Bergwijn, he's up against Lucas, he's up against Lamella. Um, All very good players, all accomplished players, but none of them have got the profile and the match-win ability of Gareth Bale. So if you're going to pick your first 11 of Tottenham with everybody fully fit and ready, he starts, in my opinion. He, He has to. Uh, Tazwar Zafir says, not really saying we are in one, but do you guys think we're only a Harry Kane ankle injury away from completely being out of the title race? <laughs> well, that's a negative question, Tazwar. Um, that's, that's difficult because, of course, we do actually have a striker in the squad now. Um, the, the thing is, and I've said this before because people have been like, oh, you know, one man team where you take so and so out of the team, but. You can make that argument for anybody. You, you know, you really can. Um, Liverpool's defence without Van Dijk, all of a sudden it was the greatest defence in the history of the world. All of a sudden it's not, because you've removed one player. Um, Salah missing due to COVID. Liverpool didn't even manage a shot, you know, in one of the games. So you you, you take the best player out of any team. The team's worse for it. Would we... 
potentially completely drop out? I don't know. And it's a very difficult thing to say because other players do tend to step up. Um, you look at this season, Kane is contributing goals, definitely. His overall performance is just on another level. It really is. But And his assists. But it could just as easily be other players getting those assists. And, and that's not to diminish what Kane's done at all. But what I mean is if someone else is in those positions, then it's possible that that's going to happen. So Son is in the form of his life. I mean, potentially Bale fully fit would be firing as well. So I, I honestly don't know. Um, I In the past few seasons, I'd have said to you, yeah, you know, you lose Kane, we've literally got no striker. What are we going to do? Put Delhi up front again. It, it was a ridiculous situation for us as a club to be in. But we're not in that now. We do have a backup striker. So, no, I, I don't think it would rule us out straight away. In my humble opinion, anyway. Okay, so, heading off to Facebook now. And we've got Alpesh K. Patel. Hello, Alpesh. Good to hear from you again. Do we need a centre-back in January transfer window? And do you think Delhi will stay or leave on loan in January? Finally, I would like the local and national government to make a case judgment on more capacity of fans to watch the game the next month. I'd say 22,000 fans at our stadium, because I feel we have the room to socially distance. Wow, Alpesh, you went in with some questions this week. Okay, let me me run through them one by one with my humble opinions. Um, Do I think we need to sign a central defender? Uh, A lot, for me, a lot's going to depend on Roden's league form. Uh, I think it's Joe Rod- Rodon. Um, he is going to likely start against Chelsea. Um, if he hits the ground running and is the player that a lot of people tell me he is, then potentially no. Um, potentially you'd look at that and go, Dyer, Rodon, Alderweireld and Sanchez... You're not going to better that in a January window. And that is the key thing. January is... uh, Steve Hitchin said on the documentary, and I hope everyone picked up on it, because I think it was a... Most people just picked up on the, oh, he hates the window, and that was where the focus was. But his actual line, which is if it's a window of opportunity, you know, it's a window of kind of your gun to your head. Like Liverpool, for example, are going to be looking for a central defender in January. Every club across Europe knows it. In the world knows it. So any inquiry on a central defender, every agent's going to go to Liverpool and say, my clients, you know, Tottenham are sniffing around my client. Are you sure you're not interested? Because that's what agents do. They want a bidding war. They earn more money. That's what clubs want. The clubs will want a bidding war. They want the best price for any player. And they will name their price. Because they will know Liverpool are desperate for a central defender. If we go into the window desperate as well, every central defender's price in Europe's gone up by ten to twenty million. You know, and that's that's just economics in football. So I don't know. A lot's going to depend on young Joe. A lot's going to depend on Toby's injury severity. Um, you know, it's been downplayed a lot now, but. The guy, albeit younger than me, <laughs> is is getting on in football years. So recovery from injuries like this aren't as rapid as they once were. So whether he comes back the ground running and is on form like he was before he got injured, sadly, we'll, we won't know until we get there. With regards to Delhi, it's a really difficult one. Um, I think the player 
if he's not getting any game time at all, will definitely want to go on a loan because he'll want to do something to try and force the issue to get back in the England squad before the Euros next summer. I think he'll be desperate for that and I think he'll push hard for it and I think there will be clubs willing to give him that chance. From our point of view, it creates a problem because if you do let him go, our homegrown quota becomes an issue again. So in the window, you'd need to balance that. You'd need to let Delhi go, but you'd need to balance it with not necessarily an incoming, but potentially a foreign player in the squad missing out again. Now, keep in mind already, Gazaniga and uh, Jetson Fernandez are not eligible for Champions League. Uh, sorry, Europa League games because of our squads. You know, our squad setup. We just couldn't include them because of the foreign players rule compared to homegrown. So. It's going to be inter- It's going to be interesting to see what does happen. Um, everyone from behind the scenes seems to say that Dell is still working in great spirits. I think if you go online, there's a video of them all playing cricket at the moment, and Dell is right in amongst that as well. So it's clear he's not sulking around the place, which is great to see. Um, but I think from his point of view, definitely he'll want to he'll want to be seeing some games. Now, the Toby injury happening, you know, is crap, but it is a reminder to all of us that the season is ridiculous, and the fact they've added in internationals as well is mind-blowing, but it is the case. So we are going to get fatigue in players. We are going to get opportunities for this squad to play. Um, We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Hopefully, it's the Europa League tonight. Delhi will play, uh, Delhi will impress, uh, and we go from there, because... The key thing is, is it's only good for the squad if there are players who are aggressively after the shirt to improve. If they've checked out mentally and are just looking for their next club, then you know that's not going to do anything. But I don't get the impression that's what's happening at the moment. Um, you're talking about the, the stadiums and stuff. My, my view on this is is probably very different to most football fans. Is I'm I'm very much keen to get back to be able to go. Uh, I mean, like, really keen. The the idea that we could possibly miss this entire season and then Bale and Regulon, for example, not be there next season (laughs) or or anyone not be there this season and us miss the opportunity to see them is is awful. It's heartbreaking. And I, I for one, would love to get back. I talked to Matt about it last week and it's just like you, you really miss it. But the reality is... The social distancing aspect you bring up is valid. Inside the stadium, 100%, the stadium's huge. You could put 20,000 in there of a 60,000 capacity with fairly good social distancing. People sat in their own family bubbles with the metres plus distancing around them without a shadow of a doubt. The issue's not actually inside the stadium, though. It's it's actually around the travel, etc., etc., etc. So when the government looks at things like this and when they do these studies into what would be feasible they're not so much looking at what's inside the ground and the facilities inside the ground it's how will people get there in london the tube the train etc etc and if you take twenty thousand to a stadium you're you're gonna have bottlenecks all over the place social distancing would be impossible especially when you've got a set time for everyone to arrive so 
there's there's definitely going to be ways. There's definitely going to be uh, scenarios. I've seen some of the proposals around staggered arrival times. Uh, also around people having a thing called a health passport, where people who have been tested and they're COVID free can you know do different things and vaccines once they're done. So there's a lot happening at the moment. Um, but I mean that's a that's a far bigger issue than just a Tottenham podcast and silly old me talking about it. So. I'll leave that there. Uh, Ian Vane says, Davinson Sanchez, Harry Winks, Deli Alley. Who stays and who goes in January? Um, I don't think Winks and Deli both leave. Um, I said a minute ago, could push for loans, definitely. But as a club with the squad management, you let a homegrown player go, we got a problem. You let two go, we got a massive problem. So that is something to keep an eye on. Um, both do appear to be happy in part of the squad, though, so I'm, I'm not sure on that. Davinson Sanchez is an interesting one because, of course, Jose didn't rate him before Jose ever came to the club. Um, when he was at Ajax, Jose singled him out as a weak link in the Ajax defence. Um, when he was when he joined us, um, the kid's got everything there. You can see it, and he's still fairly young. For a central defender, he's still young. This is the thing to remember. He's got pace, he's got strength, but there there does definitely appear to be just uh, something that doesn't quite click for consistency. Let's put it that way. Where you watch him play a game, and you go, yeah, that's, that's it. That's the kid we signed for that money. You can see it there. And then he'll play another game, and you're like, seriously, dude? <laughs> what, what happened there? <laughs> Um, I'm still a fan of Davinson, so I personally wouldn't like to see him leave. Um, I think there's a central defender there that can be the rock of our defence going forward. You know, Dyer, etc. There, I, I think he gives us a great balance and a great option. Um, but if it was a case of Jose saying, "Well, we can get X amount for Sanchez, and that allows me to buy a player I want," the thing that's kind of key, and the thing I'll say over and over again, is you've got to back the manager. If the manager's got a player in his squad that he thinks isn't up to it, then you've got to move him out. And if you've got a player that you're able to get in that the manager does want, then you've got to. Because otherwise you're not giving the manager the tools. And Jose will complain. Jose will make it clear, I didn't win because of this and this. Um, I think that greatly motivated Daniel Levy in the summer to make sure he was given everything he needed. Um and we'll have to go from there and we'll see. Uh, Scott Stone says, Is there a future for Davinson Sanchez at Spurs? That's quite funny. Uh, would it be best for him to move him on and look to replace him? Also, what's the latest with Tanganga? And what do you think is the best position? For me, it's centre-back. Um, thanks, lads. This is Scott at East Yorkshire Spurs. Hey, Scott. Um, mate, I, I don't know. I mean, I just talked about Davinson Sanchez, so I won't repeat that. With Tanganga... I mean, I watched him come through the academy, and he's a central defender. I mean, like, really he is. Um, the first time I ever saw him play fullback was for the first team, and he impressed me. But to me, he's a central defender who can cover there. Like, when we first signed Eric Dyer, he was a central defender who could cover it right back. Uh, we had two right backs at the time, and both got injured, if you remember, so Dyer had to play there. You wouldn't call it his best position, certainly not now. So with Tanganga, perhaps it's a similar thing at the moment. He's still young, perhaps he he can go there. But Jose says no. Jose says he sees him as a fullback. Jose sees him as a right back who can cover a central defence. 
Um, Jose's won countless trophies and games across his career. I've played football manager a few times, so you've got to rely on Jose, really. Um, but for me, yeah, central defender. Um, the next question's from He Who Shall Not Be Named. He says, January is approaching. Who do you think leaves the club, transfer and or loans? Um, I honestly don't know. Uh, I don't see us doing a lot in January. Um, Steve Hitchin, the window of opportunity is one of those things where if something comes up, I think we'll move heaven and earth to do it. But actually shifting people seems to have been a real problem of ours. Um, there's several players in the squad that I think the manager would change. You know, change as in um, if an opportunity for someone better came along, he would make the change. Um, Dell is the obvious one. Uh, Dell is the one that I think if he isn't getting game time, something will have to happen. Because um, otherwise things do have the potential to become quite toxic then. If you force him to stay basically ruling him out of that Euro squad or any chance of that Euro squad, then, you know, that that's when things get nasty. Uh, ben Thierry says, Jaffa Tanganga, a lot of speculation about getting another centre-back. Obviously, Roden has come in. First choice seems to be Dyer and Toby, although he's now injured. I thought he earned himself some more chances at the end of last season. What do we think will happen with him? Do we need to shift Sanchez and allow Toby to wind down for another year? With him and Dyer and Road on the form, the heart. Um, well, it's a debate I've been having with few a few of these things already. Um, I mean, I've just said it. I mean, I I view Tanganga as a central defender. I really do. But Jose sees him as a fullback. Uh, we have Doherty, uh, Doherty and Aurier there, and I've got to say, Aurier this season has smashed any expectation I could have ever had for him. Um. For anyone who's listened to our podcast all the way along will know that I've constantly criticised him but I've constantly said he must be one of the most frustrating people to work with because you can see it all there the pace, the power, the ability to get forward the ability to get back and yet he just seems to stroll around sometimes like his head goes like oh I've lost interest now I mean it would and he gives away you know free kicks, penalties I mean even Jose said it to him you know you, you're going to give away a shit penalty with VAR. This season, completely different animal. I mean, Musa Sissoko gave an interview and said he's got competition, uh, which is a bit of a slap to everyone else we've had at the club pushing him before, but it certainly seems to have worked. So if that's the case, and that's what he's needed all along to hit this level, um, long may it continue, because he, he's playing very well this year. Um, but where that leaves Tanganga, I don't know. Um... I really don't know. I really don't know. I, the, Jose's comments about him being a fullback's caught me off guard. So it only happened yesterday. I'm still processing that. We'll have to wait and see. Of course, that could just be Jose's way of telling us that in the Europa League tonight, he's playing right back. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, Matthew Fleming says, Is the team now a proper Mourinho squad? 12 months since he arrived and we put the performance out against Dangerous City side. If we can get four points of Chelsea and Liverpool, I'll allow myself to start dreaming. Um... Well, you're braver than me for allowing yourself to start dreaming then. Um, I, I've, you know, once bitten, twice shy, twice bitten, thrice shy, and I've been bitten so many times by getting carried away with Tottenham. So I, I don't know if I'm there with you on that. Uh, if we win both games, I probably will be, just so you're aware. <laughs> but I'll get caught up in it. But um, when it comes to um, 
are we a more Jose team? I think watching us play against City and basically it being Jose versus Pep and it being this kind of keep ball, keep the ball moving, try and create constantly versus, you know, the unstoppable force versus the unmovable object kind of scenario, which is how Pep and Jose always have been in my mind. The thing is, is like when Jose first came in, I don't think all of the players fully bought into it. I don't think they fully grasp what they could do and sometimes you'd see us play and it just came across as dull it just came across as oh we got no pattern we got no tactics this Jose's finished you know that kind of narrative that came out of Manchester but in reality I think most of us after the game because it's a lot easier after the game when you've won by the way if that game had finished nil nil I think all of us would be feeling very differently about it but we've won that game 2-0 and you've come away from it you've gone wow we we was sat that out then. That was tactically disciplined on a level I don't think I've witnessed from a Tottenham side. So is it a Jose team now? I'd say definitely it is. Um, you know, he's made the personnel changes. He's literally kicked some players out of the squad even though they've not moved. Uh, you know, Danny Rose. He's made the, the club in his image now. So, you know, we'll see what happens next. Uh, Martin Hood says, if only 4,000 fans allowed in, how are they going to do it? Um, I think it's, I think London's tier 2, so I think it's 2,000. Um, basically, there's going to be a, a form of kind of like lottery for um, the premium and the season ticket holders. Um, people will apply and you'll win or you'll lose. Uh, but the club are going to make announcements once it's finalised. I think the Premier League are currently petitioning the government to try and get more. Um, it will be a strange situation if you've got the rules set out for everyone but football. Or everyone but the Premier League. But stranger things have happened. Uh, Pete Thompson says, what's the going price for Jamon Ibrahim and his, his 500... Do you know what? I can't even say that. It's that posh ham that Jose bought bought um, Serge Regulon. Um Regulon. I can't even say that either. Uh, is 500 pound excessive? Also, why is it so good? Uh, my friend, I have no idea, but everyone seems to be raving about it. Anyone from Spain and Portugal who saw that were just over the moon with it. So... I don't know what the stuff is, but yeah, very happy. Uh, it says, serious note, what happens if Ludogorets have to forfeit the game? Uh, they're not, and they've got a team to play, so that's definitely going ahead. Uh, if they had to forfeit, then we would have been awarded a 3-0 win. So that's what it says. Um, Scotty Kinsey Nielsen says, is there any news on Toby yet? Uh, yes, uh, the news is that there's no tear. So it's swollen, um, and he's already back in the gym. So, you're looking anywhere between two to four weeks, according to Jose, which, according to Jose, is could he could be back against Chelsea for all we know. Um, but the the word out of the, the club is it's not as bad as everyone was terrified it was. So, I, I'm guessing it's a strain rather than a tear, and Toby, being the old head that he is, was sensible enough to recognise it, feel it, and, you know, come off without going, oh, what's that? Oh, I'll play on. Oh, nope. <laughs> Um, I think he felt it and stopped straight away. So, fingers crossed, uh, you know, ice baths, etc. And a and light training, he'll be back very soon. Liam Hickey says, what will we win this season? Um, hearts and minds, Liam. Hearts and minds. Daniel Beecroft. Hey, Dan. Uh, Admin Dan, why aren't you here with me, Dan? Ugh, 
so sad. I'm here by myself. What did you make to Bergwijn's performance against Manchester City? Um, good question, my friend. It was uh, industrious. It was uh, neat. It was uh, showed a work ethic which Jose instills in all of his players, and you could tell Bergwijn's someone who buys into that. Um, I think he was a little bit unlucky on a couple of occasions not to end up going through himself. Um, some great, you know, we, we looked for him on a regular basis, his pace, him and Sonny. Um, and I think, funnily enough, um, I think he, he actually worried the Man City defence. I, I genuinely have a belief, that because of what he did in his debut, there was a little bit of element of standoffishness, because he... Just having him on there, you could see on a couple of occasions he got doubled up on, like around the box. Man City were like, nope, don't let him hit it. Um, so I think it was a little bit of a ploy from Jose that, personally. Um, but yeah, I, I was impressed. I, I thought he played well. He's recovering fitness, so uh be interesting to see if he gets more minutes. I, mean, I, I think we may see Bale start in the Europa League tonight and then him come off. And then Bergwijn come on. So more minutes for Bergwijn, more minutes for Bale. With a view of Bale starting against Chelsea. And us having the Kane-Bale-Son trio. But what do I know? Like I said, Jose's in charge. I'm just along for the ride. Uh, but that's all the questions. So thank you everybody. Um, I am sorry this is a shorter show this week. Um, it's <laughs> It can't be helped. Times are... Times are a crazy, people. Times are a crazy. Uh, but Matt is well, and Matt is just working very hard. Um, and he'll be back next week, fingers crossed. Because otherwise, if you've got a put on me again, our listening figures would be atrocious. Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, we do mean that. And thank you for everyone who interacts with us as well. I mean, you, you can message the Facebook page, Instagram. If you message Instagram, it's lovely Laura, by the way. So... If you're on Instagram, make sure you follow there. And she is lovely, not just because of her dancing side hobby, you know, job, but she's a lovely person. Um, on Facebook, you'll get any of us um, because we all keep an eye on that. Probably not Laura, actually. It's just one of the boys on Facebook. On Twitter, you'll get me. So I apologize if you interact on Twitch on a regular basis. That is going to be me. Because I'm an ass. <laughs> but um, but anyway, get in touch. You can email us. You can do all those wonderful things. Let us know how you're doing. Uh, everyone take care. The things are still mad. I don't know what tier you've been in. Get this. Where I live, we were in tier one going into lockdown and tier two coming out. It's amazing. We got promoted and I didn't even know we made the playoffs. Everyone, look after yourselves. Look after each other. Stay safe. We'll be back next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News. 